Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, a fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm K-Muse. And I'm Carrie the Mockney. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addictions. And as always, you can find that link in our show notes. So today we are doing a first impressions of Dr. Slump, which I was so excited for this from the moment that was announced, because Park Shin Hung Sheik and Park Shin Hae, I mean... I know we don't always love her, but I was like, this could be good because who doesn't love Park Hung Sheik? So reminder that this is a first impression. We might mention the second half of next month's what we are watching episode, but it will probably not be a full podcast. So quick synopsis from my drama list. During his school days, Yo Jung Wo always Woo always placed first in academics and he studied at the top medical school in the country. Jung Wu is now a popular plastic surgeon. His life goes smoothly, but due to a mysterious medical accident, his life is pushed to the edge. At this time, he meets Nam Hanul. She was a rival in his past, and he meets her at the lowest point in his life. Nam Hanul works as an anesthesiologist. Hey, I said that right the first time. (laughs) (laughs) When she was growing up, people called her a genius due to her extreme intelligence. She studied hard and became a doctor. Her life consists only of work and studying. She doesn't have any time to experience fun. One day, Hanul realizes she isn't happy with her life and she wants to make a change. That is one way to sum that up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, at this time, she meets Jung Woo during one of the worst moments in her life. They comfort each other and a romantic relationship blossoms between them. These synopses. I know writing synopses are hard, mm-hmm. is hard, mm-hmm. but sometimes I just want to go in and edit. But anyway, it's fine. <laughs> well, and sometimes I feel like they get written before the drama airs, so mm-hmm. you don't quite know how it's going to come out and whether it's a accurate portrayal of the nuances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because like i don't think they change them very much yeah, yeah twinkling watermelon they had to go back and edit that one pretty heavily yeah, yeah so. so but you know synopsises they're supposed to be a something to get you hooked not the full right. story so yeah, yeah. Okay, so what we always start with, why did we start this drama? And I think the Maknae already said pretty much why we started this drama. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, I, mine I, is different, though, than okay, your guys' okay. is. All right. So, well, I didn't know much about it. I saw that they were going to be in the drama. I saw a preview where they looked like they had some really great chemistry and him and his little, I don't know, like just it, it just showcased some of his uh, better attributes as a net not that he has bad ones but just like he's really good when he's charismatic silly and just kind of on and that's mm-hmm. uh his character in this i actually there's maybe a few dramas where i might be like i didn't like park Chanet, but it, it's usually the drama itself i don't mind her as an actress i enjoy her um and so i wanted to I wanted to check it out. So that's why I, I started it. Uh, for me, I like both of the actors well enough, but the whole word doctor in the title was kind of putting me off. I tend to get annoyed with the whole doctor genre. Um, hospital hygiene. Well, not even hygiene. So it's always like the hospital politicking is mm. like my least favorite kind of politicking. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, eh, 
if I hear something about it, maybe I'll give it a try. But then the the teasers were really good. It didn't focus on the doctoring. It focused on their chemistry and kind of their rivalry. And so I was like, oh, I'll give it a try because it doesn't look like super doctorish. And maybe I won't hate it. So that's why I gave it a try because the teasers were actually good. Yeah, for good teasers. And it didn't look like it was a doctor drama. Despite the title. <laughs> so again, that is why. And for me, I mean, Park Hong-sik, I will try anything he's in. I am just a huge fangirl. And so, and I like Park Shin-hae. I liked her in, oh, okay, Drama Jen's never going to let me hear the end of this, but I liked her in Airs. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first drama with her. And, you know, she's had her ups and downs, but like, I liked how she kicked back in Sisyphus, even if the drama itself was not that great. And there's another one called My Annoying Brother. Um, she's not the main she's a taekwondo coach but she was just she was really good in that and so I, I enjoy her in the various aspects various kinds of roles that she's been in and so I was like yeah this this could be fun and I want to see them together because who doesn't have chemistry with Park Hong-sik I remember she was one of the first actresses that I ever like started seriously noticing and know who was like oh it's that actress because mm. I watched Gung S and You're Beautiful were two of the first dramas I ever watched. Mm. And um, so, yeah. So, and especially after You're Beautiful, she is kind of like the it girl for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love her. I, well, I, I like her. Don't like all the dramas, but I like her in general. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. let's talk cinematography. I know that poor... K-drama Jen is stuck in Alaska currently, and she's not able to talk about cinematography with us. But I know she's probably listening to this as it airs and is all like yelling cinematography out into the world. <laughs> as one so, does. I really enjoy this drama. The cinematography is really great. The director, uh, let me see what he did i know that he's done weightlifting stuff. fairy i know yes. that i only know that because fairy. i looked up why is is this actress on here doing her cameo and then i oh okay because usually it's a writer or director connection yeah or something connection. like that and mm -hmm. it's, it's the same director as weightlifting fairy yes and others so. but <laughs> uh yeah and he let's see um he did dr jen did not like that movie or drama seventh grade mm -hmm. civil servant the directing was good didn't really like the writing but he's done a lot of comedy he seems to do quite a bit of comedy um at least some a lot of his past stuff is comedic in nature and i actually think that it's filmed really well like the funny moments like the expressions and the physical acting that they have to do to get those comedic that comedic timing to hit right they're filmed mm -hmm. really well and they feel very genuine they don't just feel like thrown in for slapstick comedy and i think a lot of that has to do with the directing style and i'm really enjoying that and i have to agree because like there's been some parts where um hung Sheik has pushed it like to the edge like it could almost be slapstick and yet it's been pulled back enough that it wasn't. And I really appreciated that. My favorite part so far has been, I think it was the second episode where they're both on that bench and they're drunk and crying in each other's <laughs> arms because life just sucks. But they're like crying and laughing at the same time. And I just, 
I wanted to be heartbroken for them because, yes, their lives are hard. But at the same time, I was laughing so hard because they were so comical. They do so, this. He does yeah. the secondhand embarrassment really well where it doesn't mm-hmm. go across that line where you're like, oh, and cringing. But mm-hmm. it gets right to the line where you're like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. And I think they know it, <laughs> you know, and then yep. it pulls it back away from there and their self-realization of how cringy everything they're doing is <laughs> in various scenes. And so I love it. I have to admit, I don't know that I've noticed the cinematography a lot in this. Maybe I just noticed the character moments, which is being framed by the cinematography. And so I don't know. Or I'm just uh, being lazy right now and not paying attention. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's allowed. (laughs) Yeah. You guys are all forced to discuss it because I'm like a... (laughs) A nut about the details and the how they did it kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. guys are good troopers. <laughs> Thanks. Does that mean we get gold stars? Sure. <laughs> gold stars into the universe flying over to Texas to you. Thank so. you. I will take it. All right. So how is the doctor stuff to character development ratio? That was a very professional question. Hey, it's important because I'm sure there's a lot of (laughs) listeners who hate doctor stuff as much as I do. So Mm -hmm. needs to be Um, discussed. (laughs) Agreed. The medical stuff was kind of okay. I do struggle because, and we learned this in the first episode. Park Hong Shik's character loses a patient on the table to due to excessive blood loss because she's on Mm -hmm. blood thinners, and something else mysterious is happening. We don't know what, but there's blood. And it's not like it's spurting, but there's like the damp lurpies. I mean, it's spurting. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of blood everywhere. There's mm-hmm. a lot of earwigs of slurpy and the beeping <laughs> and the mm-hmm. and they flash yeah. back to it a lot, an insane well, amount. <laughs> to to be fair, I mean, this is his PTSD, and mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. terrifying for him. But it's only part of it. I wouldn't say it's like dominating the drama. And since it's understandable and actually an integral part of his character development, I would say doctor stuff to care. I don't know if I could put it in exact ratio, but I would say doctor stuff is probably like one part to three parts character development. Something like that. That's probably what I would say about the same. So, yeah, I'm just so thrilled that it's not all doctor stuff especially i was worried with her because mm-hmm. again it showed she was very competent and exhausted but it didn't go into like extreme details mm-hmm. and so i like not having to see 50 different or scenes <laughs> right in between the character development so well and i think that if we were if she's she was working like we had to follow her around with that particular boss that she had and the way that Ugh. he blames everybody else for his his shortcomings and that having to be under him and having to be like berated by him all the time that would get pretty like wearing like i that's part of the reason that we don't like doctor dramas is one i don't want to sit there and watch all of the the surgeries but also that feeling of they're always being yelled at and like kicked in the shin and like or blamed, and, and we were, like or blamed. oh someone yeah. died it's your fault now right. go suffer for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah yeah so if we had to 
like be in that part of it, it would probably get tiring, but it also is important to understand that part of it because it is part of her character and her character development and what her character is going through. So it's important, mm -hmm. but they didn't like make us go through it over and over and over again. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it was just barely enough where you felt angry at her coworker mm. and you could see how incompetent he was to how competent she was. And then it shifted into the mental health aspects of her lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely liked how they framed it. And it's not all nonstop politicking. Yeah. So, yeah. And on so that if you note, like, if you like right. hospital politicking, this might not be your show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Go <Yeah>. elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty. Um, so there is a character that is having depression. Does the drama deal with the topic? Well, what I really appreciate about this depiction of depression is we've had some, especially in um, sunshine. I can't remember what the name of the flight. Like it's not Daily infernal sunshine. sunshine. Yeah, there we go. Daily dose of sunshine. That one, that was a very like all consuming, very heavy, like severe depression depiction which is also accurate in some cases hers is is more of like having to make it through your daily life and it being there but not always realizing that it's there and not realizing that it it then dictates some of your actions and having to kind of step back and see like how unhappy you are but not realizing that like because you're just you're just going day to day doing your thing you're doing your job, you're interacting with people. And then when you actually slow down and something happens to make you like realize you're like, oh, I'm not satisfied or happy in anything. And depression is kind of infiltrating all of the different aspects of my life. And then on the flip side, it shows how unprepared a lot of family members and people in your <laughs> life are at trying to help you with this. And all the things that they can do that actually can make it worse <laughs> or just not be helpful. It might not even make it worse, but just not like, okay, that's, that's not gonna, that's not helping. Um, so I think that they're doing a good job of depicting this type of, of depression that people have to go through. Yeah. So we don't throw parties for depression diagnoses, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but I like that the family is learning. Like, yeah. again, they're mm -hmm. having to have a learning curve along with her on how to deal and support someone who does have depression and especially coming in a society that, well, why do you have depression? You have everything. You're a doctor. You know, you're not supposed to be depressed. You're supposed to just work harder. And it's interesting to see it where you have someone who's very wants to achieve a goal. She's very obsessed about it. She does everything she can to reach this goal and then to have to give it up in a way. I, I mean, she does choose to give it up because she could have tried to push through or, you know, there's a lot of different mm -hmm. ways you can deal with it, but she took a look and she's like, this isn't worth my life. And so it's really interesting to see that dynamic where often you don't see, okay, well, my goal didn't work. Now I have to figure out what's next. And I feel like that's something we don't always see in dramas. So it's kind of a refreshing 
take on the whole aspect of being a workaholic. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I find it kind of, I like it because her depression is relatable. It's closer to my experience. Whereas like our blues is like the, was the extreme of what could happen if you don't, if I don't pay attention. Mm -hmm. Well, no, even then, like in our blues, Shin Minaw's character was just, her depression was terrifying. And um, I've been warned away from Daily Dose of Sunshine yeah. <laughs> for that reason. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. So it's just, it's kind of nice to see, let's call her a, a functioning depressed person. Someone who, you know, it does kind of drag you down and you have to, she has to step back and pay attention and be like, wait, what? Like Kimmy said. And so it's less intense and it makes it easier for me to watch this drama because it's not her predominant trait. So Your chemistry okay. is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let's chat about our OTB's chemistry. Of course, this is without spoilers. This is why I'm watching the show and continuing with it. Like, they are so charming together and whether it's like friendship vibes or turning into more romantic vibes or just like frenemy vibes like all of it is <laughs> wonderful <laughs> i love the scenes of them being like total jerks to each other in high school just as much as i enjoy the slightly more romantic scenes in the modern uh time period so it is so much fun to watch these two there's they have like some interesting chemistry and energy to their performances in this. And yeah, it's so much fun. Just loving it. Mm -hmm. They've got, it's one of those friendships that can turn into more. And like, if they had realized it in high school, no, they couldn't have. They were too competitive, but <laughs> <laughs> they're just, it is, it's an excellent chemistry. And I really, I guess I can't blame Park Hung Sheik for everything, but I'd like to. I feel like Park Shanae oh, is really it comfortable was both with of him. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So I there's this one scene where he's upset because she fainted first because she's <laughs> too hard. And that just explains it all. Like even the yeah. act of like passing out because you guys are idiots <laughs> and wore yourself out is like a competition. So that energy was so much fun. Yes. I well, and I think that they it's a, a good reflection of how competitive high school stuff and like getting into college and all of that is. Um, and I I found it interesting where his character, like okay, we'll get into that after spoilers because it says let's chat about leads. So we'll just talk about chemistry. Anyway, they have amazing chemistry, they have a really good way of feeling like drinking buddies who hang out all the time and just chill and having that mm -hmm. real easy chemistry. But then all of a sudden something happens and like they're looking at each other and they're drunk and just the, the orbit of her being in his space had sparks going yeah. and she's one that it takes a very specific type of lead to get that chemistry she doesn't have it very often she's good at, at feeling comfortable and you can un, like a good sweet relationship but she doesn't have sparks and like that kind of chemistry very often and so 
I think the last person that I would say she had that kind of chemistry was Lee Jun Suk in Pinocchio. Like mm-hmm. they had mm-hmm. a really Agreed. good easy, but also there was romantic energy about them. And so that they definitely already have that. They've had several moments where when they have just just an awareness, but then sometimes the awareness, like the the scene that I'm thinking about, there was no awareness. It was just them being in each other's orbit and getting closer and closer together. And it was like, yeah, there's some romantic sparks flying. Mm-hmm. All right. I get to say it. Let the spoilers <laughs> begin. <laughs> I said in the last episode record- that we recorded that, look, we don't ever make this subtle (laughs) so you know when it's going to be spoilery so i'm glad to be a part of that anyway let us chat about our leads i feel like i've said so much already (laughs) (laughs) but park hung sheik i mean so starting with park hung sheik playing jongwoo who's like this youtube sensation because he explains plastic surgery and i love that they have his little youtube plaques like they're kind of a prominent part of his decor when he's a plastic surgeon (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like i mean it makes sense it's part of this generation that's coming up and so it makes sense that he would be a popular popular youtube star and then like his how do i like his whole heart arc already like he's successful and then he gets tanked by this one surgical accident and then he's still kind of got the happy-go-lucky energy even Mm. though he's living in a rooftop apartment but he's Mm -hmm. also very determined to figure out what in the heck went wrong and pay off all his debts like he's got the determination he's got the seriousness but he's also got the resilience and so it's actually a little more jarring when he slips into ptsd and all of a sudden he, he just freezes Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually being handled really, really well. And then Park Shin Hei, I think she's doing, I think she's doing a great job. Like she's got the the friendly competition, mostly competition, more competition than friend, going <laughs> on with him. And then, like it just it carries on to into their adulthood. And she doesn't. I'm trying to think about her when she's facing off with her senior in the hospital. And mm-hmm. how she just shrinks into herself. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's a necessary part of like bowing to the hi- hierarchy in the hospital. And I was so happy when she finally kicked him in the shin and just threw that thesis in his face. Because he had it coming. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Well, and after like she does his job because he sucks that bad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he takes all the credit for her work and then blames her for everything. Like it was a horrible situation. And I... I was glad when she got out of it because characters who stay, I'm just like, why? Why do you stay? Now, you know, she's got the depression too, which is going to be a huge factor, but I'm so glad she got out. But I think Park Shanae is just, she's doing that well. I feel like this is a role that just fits her really, really well. So I think her character is pretty cut and dry in that, like her past and like what her focus was. And like, they've showed several scenes of her, like she just started studying and was noticed for it at a young age. And that just kind of became her thing. And then especially after like her dad passing and like even leading up to it, like it, it showed that like that was what made him happy. So that's kind of, she leaned into it even more. So her journey from here on out is actually just kind of figuring out who she really is when she's not just studying all the time Mm -hmm. so that we're getting to kind of go through that with her. 
I feel like his character is the one where I'm a little bit in some of the scenes um, that they showed in, I started watching episode seven before we, st- we were recording the last episode. Um, and so it's watching a little bit of kind of going back and trying to understand his character a little bit m- more because like literally you see him, she shows up at his high school. He's always been number one and it looks like it's always been super easy for him. Like mm-hmm. he's had the right tutors and the like, or, you know, just, he's naturally smart. So he's had it very easy up into that point. She's a bump in the road of like, Oh, he knocks her, <laughs> you know, knocks him off his t- number one spot, but then they go to different universities. And then from that point on, he, again, he excels at what he, he wants to do. He gets this practice. He's all like, everything seems pretty easy to him. They do show that his family is definitely not one that you like, they're not they don't care about him. They're worried about their ambitions and he doesn't have mm-hmm. a close relationship with his family. So, but him as a person, just like, I don't, I, I think you will also kind of go on the journey of figuring out who he really is when it's not like, Oh, I just, I just do. I just, I, I just win at things. I, you know, I accomplish what I set out and that's, that it's easy for me. So I think we'll also see, but I do think that that will have some stuff from, uh, from his past. that will kind of explain some things, but I also, he's got the mystery surrounding him, uh, mm. and everything. So it'll be interesting to kind of see that un- unfold, but I do want to see a little bit more of what makes him tick of like, what, cause he, like you said, other than when he has his PTSD moments, he's mostly just like Mr. Happy go lucky going about his day. So, and maybe that that's it. But I, I am interested to see kind of a little bit more about his character. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's really interesting how his friends, his supposed best friends, like it almost seems like he keeps them kind of with his his online persona as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always seem like they know the inner workings of him, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. they're friends, if that makes yeah. a sense. But, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And like how they were shocked that he paid off all of their debt first so that they wouldn't be impacted. Like they seemed surprised at the whole situation and or that he let that one of them was skimming off the top. He let it go because obviously he needed it more or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like he he has his trappings, but nothing super close to him, actually, like Mm -hmm. he has his tiktok persona you know and then everyone else is kind of part of that like whether it's his practice his friends it doesn't seem like anything's really tight within him like on a personal level uh, mm-hmm. at least so far yeah does that make sense yeah yeah and yeah. so maybe like because they aren't let into his inner workings maybe it feels like maybe they have resentment about him as a person Mm -hmm. as well as you know even though they're benefiting off of his his success um i really like that with both of the characters we're kind of learning where they go from here like both of them they're not super downtrodden they're like well this sucks but now I'm going to figure out how to play Tetris or, you know, I didn't, ha- we didn't have times time to date back in the day. You guys were the closest thing to a, a relationship to each other. And now they have to be like, 
well, what do, what do people do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we go to karaoke or do? we go to, <laughs> to go get drunk together. Like they've so much of their lives have not been any of these experiences or any of these connections. And so I'm really liking that we are getting to see them for both of them. Cause you can tell both of them gave up a lot for what they wanted to achieve professionally and whether they're rich or poor or whatever, they both are missing something that they're finding with each other. And I like that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, Park Shanghai, I, I'm really liking her character. She's so much more relatable in this show than she often is. Um, like, and just her ability to be like, you know what? This sucks. I'm not a doctor currently. What am I going to do? You know what? I've never had any of these experiences. I'm going to go see what this is all about and then I'll figure it out. You know, I love that whole aspect of her journey and it's really working for me. And it's so relatable compared to sometimes what we get where they're having these adventures or killings or serial killers or don't get me wrong. You know, I love those, but this is like (laughs) realistic problems that people have. Mm-hmm. Not these over the top Makjong extremism situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm really enjoying the experience of just something more down to earth. And it's working for me. So how is this couple different or similar to other current um, airing OTPs? And I think that for me, at least, they're... Um, honesty with with one another especially with their feelings and and earlier in the drama that usually then usually happens like they just kind of realize how they feel and acknowledge how they feel and then just talk about it and they may not be in the right circumstance or situation to commit to anything or or be able to to truly know the you know the how how it's going to play out but they they're like honest with each other and they just kind of like oh well okay so and like they hang out and spend they're both unemployed so like they like (laughs) spend almost every waking hour with each other once they get past the whole like we were rivals in school they are each other's support right now and I think a lot of that the leading up to like what we were talking about earlier like neither of them had time to experience life and so, like, I didn't really think about that for his character, but you're right. He, even his friends and all of that, he just didn't really let that too close and probably had a lot to do with like his family and stuff. But so both of them are kind of in a very, like they're, they're in their late thirties and have accomplished a profession. And now they're like, but what was life all about? What was the, you know, what was it going on around Neither us? Neither of us dated. <laughs> like- yeah. <laughs> How's this all work? <laughs> right. So I th- I think that that lends to their like just honesty and being able to like see their relationship for what it is while it's happening. And it's like, we enjoy being together. We are supporting each other in a really bad, horrible time in our lives. So let's just keep hanging out and supporting each other. So I, I like that about their couple of like how open and honest they are with one another. Whereas some of the other more like, dramatic slightly mocking characters that are are they're airing and you know which you know which show I'm currently they're talking about that's currently airing <laughs> though I think they have great chemistry I enjoy 
the, the, them hanging out together and just being able to talk to one another, their conversations that they have, they're very normal. What you would have with somebody you begin dating and enjoying their company. Yeah. I, and I love that she keeps kind of putting her foot in it and assuming things. <laughs> and then she's like, like, she'll kind of get flustered and stuff and then be like, well, I never did this. So know what? It's difficult to judge where we're going. I didn't know those weren't songs about me, you know? And so just like the, you're experiencing all of these very realistic early late teens, early 20s relationship moments that I think a lot of us can relate to and you're watching them play out. And often it, you kind of roll your eyes like, oh my word, they're 30, you know, they mm. have to have, but these two that sets up pretty clearly that um, they're pretty focused on their goals and nothing else interfered with that except each other because it was conflicting with their goals. And that was literally <laughs> it. So it is very realistic that they've never sat and played Tetris on the street, you know, <laughs> that was not part of their lives. And to see them go through that journey of going and playing arcade games, going and getting drunk together late at night, going and sitting side by side as you take your medication <laughs> for your PTSD and your depression. Mm -hmm. You know, all of this journey of them together seems very authentic and very relatable in so many ways that we don't often get because, you know, I can't relate to time travel or, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff or or all that. And but this I can relate to. It's like, OK, you know what? This happens every day to millions of people and it's they have great chemistry and I get to enjoy watching them. And I don't even mind watching them do all the fluffy stuff because that's like their journey. And so often the fluffy stuff in other shows is just filler to get back to the Mokshang. And so it's a nice change. I have to agree. I'm not sure I can add much more to this. I do have to say that her assuming everything in the Norabong kind of made me cringe. I'm like, oh, girl. <laughs> oh, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. And then when she like calls him out on it and he's like, dude. <laughs> he's like, I'm oh, just singing here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. was he just singing? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe subconsciously. Maybe he right. needs to had a Freudian slip kind of thing. Mm. But we but know yeah. how he feels. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not sure he's a hundred percent there, but he he's mm. getting there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and I have to agree with John McGee too, just how open and honest they are. And the fact that like, she like dragged him to the psychiatrist and was like, You're doing this too. You need mm -hmm. it. Now that I figured out what's wrong with you, you're doing this. So it's just their mutual support of each other. And because everybody else in their lives is kind of questioning them, you know, with her depression and leaving her job and him mm -hmm. with everything. Yeah. And they're they're each other's true support. They're true friends through all of this. And so because even Hung Sheik's um, Jung Woo's best friend, quote unquote, yeah. he's kind of harsh he's like you don't even deserve to be happy right now and i'm just like who says that and now i'm like oh maybe he's the villain someone's sus the one very, very yeah very extremely yeah. sus, <laughs> sus. uh-huh yeah and then her friend her best friend who's like i can stay for a minute and is always getting called away to medical stuff you know and just kind of the lingering wistfulness she has watching her friend be busy and she can't be busy right now and so yeah 
they're there for each other because this their personalities are a match, their circumstances are a match. And so this is just, it's a good place for them to start. Well, and I think that also works because they understand each other's driven nature mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. as they're both at a point that is very similar where their lives are totally upended and they can relate to that. And then they can relate to the emotional, mental problems that they have. They can relate. They're mm-hmm. able to really relate to each other where they're not like the family who's trying to figure out how to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a big difference is it's not someone is like really well off and he's trying to support her or she's, you know, very professional and he's like a layabout or whatever, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're experiences are so similar that they just really can relate to each other and know what each other needs. And so Mm -hmm. that's really interesting. And they communicate, which is extremely important. So yes, they're a match of equals. We don't get that. They are. They're very equal. It doesn't feel like someone's above the other. All right. So we get a ton of high school flashbacks throughout the drama. Um, What is our favorite high school OTP moment? And I have a few, like the, the fainting one was pretty funny where <laughs> like competing and like, oh, before he passes out, she even fainted first, you know, <laughs> I think my favorite one is the, in episode six, we got an awesome cameo uh, by his weightlifting fairy co-star who we love. And mm-hmm. it's this whole thing where she's all like, oh, we had a moment we were like practically in love and all of these flashbacks to what actually happened because she was reading these things he gives me extra sausages he gave me his whole um eraser, <laughs> eraser. like all these wonderful things <laughs> and it was really he was so distracted by Park Shin High's character that <laughs> he didn't even realize it was happening like he was totally oblivious to her and that whole flashback sequence was comedic gold and add in the whole jealous experience of the mm. current ones. And he's all like, what the heck? We did what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he barely remembers it because he was so focused on his rivalry that he didn't even know she existed pretty much beyond just a person. And that whole scene was so well done. One of the best cameos and use of a a cameo performance like it was excellent i loved it so so Mm -hmm. much also can i say that eraser was enormous it was as big as his hand which made him like cutting off the little teeniest piece like all the better petty 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 so petty (laughs) i think so youtube shorts brought this up for me and i can't let go of it but when they're in the study carols and it's late at night and he's leaving first and so he just like peers up over the edge of her carol and stares her down and she gets really startled and he's just the, doing the i'm watching you i'm just like that whole thing like i'm not sure i could pick a favorite otp moment because i really love their relationship in high school and just how competitive they are and how petty they are about it and like so petty the double fisting the instant coffee dry <laughs> just, the whole thing is hilarious and i love it well, and I love the scenes where it's like obvious that they're the it gorgeous people that everyone like 
wishes they were dating and they are just oblivious. Like, <laughs> I don't see any qualities that are beneficial of you. You're a horrible person, you know? <laughs> oh, it's just great. Every moment. And he's trying to, like, tell his friends to hold him back, but <laughs> no one's trying to hold him back. <laughs> So they show um, and they show this scene a couple of times um, where he she's running to school and then he runs up behind her and then they they race each other. And I think one of them falls and then he ends up showing up another day where he's got a scooter. And so he goes past her really fast. I did, it was such a good representation of just how it, like ridiculous their competitiveness was getting there first for the day and all of that. And then, but also I remember like one of them falls and then they have this conversation where it seems like that they're being nice to each other. And then I think she just like smacks him on the head and runs off or something, or she dropped like <laughs> a hop, or she like frog hops over him. Oh, Isn't yes. that what yeah. it is? <laughs> yes. He uses his head as a springing platform and, and then she just hops like, over him and runs off. And because they show that flashback at a, as a, at a moment where you're like, did they? Because I think it was like, did he, was that, was she my, like her first love? It, you know, or something like that. There was something <laughs> where it was like the the whole concept of her, oh, because her best friend, her best friend is like, oh. Declaring it's the first love. And she's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> my first rival, yes. But yeah, yeah no, the whole scene of them running and 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 competing against each other is really funny well and it's believable that they were not in love back then right because like yeah. they were so petty yeah. it wasn't like a petty flirting it was like no, no. they're just really <laughs> petty <laughs> all right so is the mystery working for us just to work talk about the flip side here i'm thinking yes because it's woven in like we were talking about this in the flowers and sand drama but or episode but it's just kind of it's woven in and yeah it's a dominating factor in his life but it's not a dominating factor in the drama at least not yet so we're getting like these mysterious recording pens that are dropped places and somebody clearly is framing him and like we said best friend is really sus mm-hmm. and stuff like that but it just so yeah as a mystery it works and i want to know who's who did something and I want to see how it's going to get resolved. But like, yeah, I want to see how it's going to get resolved. And I like how it's being laid out, but like, this is not my focus. They are my focus. What I found interesting about it, it, and this happens a lot in dramas of how much time the police officers are spending to help him solve this crime. (laughs) And it's not even like, I'm like, would they really be looking over all this footage just to see a, somebody breaking into his house like it's just, there's so much time maybe. Spent on, like, may, I don't know. Maybe there was no murder that happened inside or whatever I don't know. but <laughs> um I so I am in seven and I think that in seven some of this stuff is kind of like coming together of you know how he he's starting to realize how much this is like that maybe somebody's stalking him or maybe that like, that's not just this random, Oh, there are cameras in my, my office or, um, mm-hmm. and that somebody was watching me there, but like, it includes my house and that, you know, the break-in is tied into that and I've got people following me. And like, so I, I think that part of the, like, so the mystery has the potential that it could kind of take over a little bit 
more of the narrative as we keep moving forward. But I do think that, especially with them being unemployed, <laughs> that we need <laughs> like a little something else going on. So the, the mystery does work for me. I mean, we have our, our, we, we have our very strong suspicions of who it might be. And I feel like it may be another competitive thing that he just never realized that the other doctor always felt like he was under mm. a shadow or something. I don't know. Mm. He was definitely not kind to her in his recommendation or not recommend. Like he worked close enough that he knew that other guy was not a good boss was not, was taking credit for everything that she was doing, all that kind of stuff. Like he knew that he, she had a right to act the way that she did. And he still, you know, screwed made it hard for her. her. Yeah, he screwed, yeah. Yeah. He screwed her over. So, and saying, you don't have a right to be happy right now. I mean, like he just lost everything in his whole life. He, he has a right to have a little bit of sliver of happiness. So mm -hmm. obviously this guy has got something, <laughs> some, <laughs> some, some feelings underneath that he's not quite uh revealing so i again the mystery is working for me now i do think that it'll help um fill out the plot and everything and uh i think it'll be an it'll be part of him moving forward and and changing his like not changing his life but like I don't think it's just going to be this quick, like, oh, this is what's happening to you. And then he's just going to get back to like, ooh, I'm a, I'm a plexus, plastic surgery again. I think that both of them are at a point in their lives where they're going to realize that maybe they need something different in their life. And I think the mystery part will help be a part of that. Mm, yeah, maybe. Well, I also like that they haven't gone too intense on the mystery yet. Mm. Like you get just little glimpses because we still have what, 10 episodes to go? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's a lot of time to feel. As much as I love their character and their connections and stuff, 10 more episodes of just like cute dating relationship might be too much for me. Like I'm <laughs> right. enjoying it much more than I was expecting to, but usually it wears on me after a while. But also usually we get this aspect towards the end of the drama. So it just feels like filler. So maybe that different pacing will also keep it going. Um, I'm hoping the mystery is interesting enough to stretch it out to the end because usually about episode 14, I'm like, oh, I wish this was a shorter drama because <laughs> that's just tends to be how I feel about most shows where there's not a huge extensive cast of characters and what's going on in their lives to fill up the story. So we'll see. I'm, I don't have a feeling one way or the other about the mystery quite yet, but I'm hoping that it'll be engaging and get us to that 16 episode mark and I don't get bored. Agreed. So. So is Jungwoo rejecting her noble idiocy or smart decision-making? And do we feel, do we like how the OTP dealt with this segment? Um, I, f I feel like if in real life, I had these two characters that are dealing with what they are both dealing with depression and PTSD and life changing of like, Hey, I could end up in jail <laughs> trial yeah. going on. And, and somebody now that we're, you know, he's kind of realizing it is somebody who's, who's got uh, something going on where it's somebody stalking him. Somebody's framing him there. There is definitely something going on. That's uh sinister in his realm. So I think that 
at this point in time in their relationship that it, I don't consider it noble idiocy, especially since he's not like uh, running off and going and becoming a doctor somewhere for four years and then coming back after all of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that, it's not that type of decision. It's more of just like, hey, we're getting along as friends. We were just enemies, kind of. We were, you know, rivals. Now we're friends. We don't really know how to be good friends. If that, like we're, our lives have just been so focused. Let's just take a moment and kind of like, see how this goes. And also just kind of go through what we're going through because it's pretty dr dramatic in our lives and then see where it goes. So I didn't see it as I even was like, noble indice. What did he do? That was, I had to think about that <laughs> when I question, but I just think it's smart decision or just a, a reaction of protection, which may be just how he, he rolls a lot of times anyway. But I, I do think it's smart for them to just kind of take it slow and easy. See, I, when he first like kind of said, Oh, well, I don't like you. I mm. felt that was the noble idiocy part where he was making the decision for them both where, you know what? my life sucks. I can't drag you into it. But mm -hmm. then they communicated like 15 minutes after I wrote that down in my notes <laughs> when I was writing the outline and I was like, Oh, they communicated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then again, they discussed it and they're on the same page. Yeah. So it was noble idiocy for 10 minutes. Mm. Cause usually that's like what you have where the actors are like, Oh, we can't be together, you know? Mm. And I'm going to mm -hmm. just sit over here sad and make us both sad because I won't communicate. But they communicated so quickly that I got over it really fast. But mm -hmm. it was the traditional noble idiocy where he makes the decision for both of them without any communication. Because he mm -hmm. was definitely putting out the vibes that he was interested. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's not unrealistic for her to get that, that, hey, this is where we're moving towards. And then suddenly just like slam it's all it's shut down you know so i felt that was a little like oh seriously but then they fixed it and so i was so happy because <laughs> i hate when you go through like the three episodes where you know he the whatever character it is slams the door on a relationship and then everyone's just miserable for three episodes until they have to admit their feelings because they are overwhelmed or someone almost dies or whatever the case that <laughs> kicks them out of that is. So, and I also thought it was such awkwardly hilarious that the family was all there listening and that helped <laughs> break the tension too. And so it's just all like, Oh dear heavens. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. And yeah. So that the, the plotting was very well done where they took a trope that usually would result in three episodes of just the, the leads pining and mm -hmm. swished through that whole experience. I mean, it, it, it's 10 episodes left. It could right. definitely come back, <laughs> but at least in the first six episodes, they sideswipe or sidestepped that trope that I really hate when one of them makes a decision for the whole relationship and then just runs with it. So yeah. And I kind of feel like that's because it leans into their character development and they're becoming more right. emotionally intelligent now that they've kind of lifted up their heads and realized there's life outside of work. And so I think it kind of demonstrates that for them. Well, and neither of them have a filter. Like, 
well, I was jealous, <laughs> you know, I've never experienced jealousy before. Get over it, you know, when she's apologizing. <laughs> but that kind of thing, yeah. like usually that's internalized, but neither of them keeps things internally. They just like no. within half a day blurt out every emotion that they were feeling at the time. So it doesn't have time to fester <laughs> and like miscommunication sets in. But yeah, yeah. It, which is very different than a lot of couples that, you know, don't communicate. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I like it. I like the change, even though, yeah, it may have started out as noble idiocy, but like you said, they, they talk about it like immediately and it's just yeah. it's nice. I like that. Is her family annoying or funny? And do we have a favorite family moment? I, this is hard because they can be annoying, but I feel like they're a very realistic family where they definitely have their bad characteristics mixed in with the love of a family and so i feel they're very realistic as a family where they try their best but sometimes things just don't connect through right for example the party mm -hmm. they want to be supportive they don't want to like let her think that she's letting them down but they don't right. know how to communicate that in a way that is what she would really need supportive wise. But they also love each other. So when that doesn't work, they kind of twist and realize. And again, the show likes to have those really awkward moments and then sidestep around them and have communication. And I feel like we get a lot of that with her family as well. And so mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying that aspect. And her brother drives me nuts. I do not like him right now. <laughs> He he's is got a so relatable and... to like a lot of kids nowadays. <laughs> okay. He just like, he's never, he doesn't ever really apologize for what he does. And he's always assuming the worst. And I'm just like, I don't like you, but that may be personal <laughs> preference. But her uncle, I like her uncle. Cause he's just kind of, it's a terrible wig they have him in. But other than that, he's so supportive. <laughs> yeah. And he's just, and I love when they all take her side after she gets rejected and start hating on, on she because they're just like, <laughs> or the so brother steals the last snack from the grocery store. Yes, <laughs> and he and just rolls it. in and swipes the kimbap. Yeah, I like that. And so, like, I do. I think you're right. They they have their family flaws, but they they are a family and they have each other's backs. And so I think. I don't know the way her mom just like talks a little more like is always bragging to the to the aunts but like unintentionally like saying she's about to get married and oh, I was kind of waiting for that to happen like them leaning into the engagement trope and then they didn't she was like no and they didn't run with it I was like oh this is yeah. different yeah so I don't know um I liked that her I, I like that like her mom's first response to her quitting and all that stuff was to kind of default to the very normal, like, but this was your dream and you know, you've worked so hard for it and, and really try to push her even, you know, to get another job or like she, you know, with that. And then she found out that she, about the depression and then her like swinging to like, oh my gosh, how is my, my child is going through this and they're feeling this. But I liked that she kind of realized that she just needed to like support her daughter and love on her daughter and not, I mean, 
she's not always doing it in the right way. <laughs> she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't always know what to do. And that's, and that is a very realistic aspect of it, of like, you know, and she also is making the mistake of like, you know, of course, when you're going to be, you're going to be better now. Like, oh, you're, you're going to get to get over this really fast. It's not going to be a big deal. And I think that they'll learn and they're and grow and everything. But I do think that her mom reacts one way and then realizes that, okay, that's not the best way. And then kind of corrects herself. Whereas I, I think that the brother is just a very two-dimensional, typical, like he's a baby boy like he he's babied by like his mom not expected much out of him she takes care of him he is able to just do what he wants and and all of that I just think he's a very typical realistic portrayal of of guys at his age group that are still right living now, at answer. home <laughs> still living mm. at home and everything so he's I like the actor enough that I overlook that his character might be a little bit annoying and I just enjoy his, <laughs> his, his sweet little face sometimes the like, best was when he was all like when he was explaining his dating issues, he's like, well, I'm not going to like make my move until like I inherit this house, you know, or <laughs> this, is like, yeah. this is good when I'm going to be making it big is when I have a house. Yeah. <laughs> so till that moment, eh, like I'll, I'll keep the status quo going. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, oh my, I don't know. I have kids yeah. of that age and I can relate. So <laughs> not with all of it, but again, right. just like as a parent going with kids and you're like, well, that was dumb. Or, oh, I hope they don't date him. Or, you know, yeah. all of those experiences <laughs> as a parent are real. I mm -hmm. Not necessarily that anyone goes through them gracefully because you always have your jerk reaction that you want the best for your kids. And maybe mm -hmm. what happens isn't, on that path that you envision but then having to support them and readjust and you know having to be like oh are they going out on vacation with that guy <laughs> like all of that <laughs> is very relatable yeah. and I think again just like you can relate to their dating experience is very relatable the family dynamic also very relatable mm -hmm. except maybe not the throwing a party for depression <laughs> With that exception, I think that wasn't necessarily relatable, but everything else. <laughs> yes. All right. So it looks like the other doctor, the, the wannabe YouTuber. <laughs> the one that has one patient a week or whatever. <laughs> yes, because he's so focused on his how-to. Anyway, and her bestie, so Hanul's bestie, are going to have a romance. Are we feeling it? Honestly, kind of, yes. I love that they're both single parents dealing with their kids and they're in kind of a similar profession. And I love that he's obsessed with his one follower that he doesn't actually know. <laughs> Just like, It's kind of cute and we'll see. It, it has the potential to turn cringe. But this actor, the guy playing the, the not interesting YouTuber, he's been in a lot of other things. Like he was the best part of Radio Romance. He was this mm -hmm. hippie traveler guy dispensing wisdom and he's been the villain and he's just, this is, it's been interesting. He's got range and it's interesting to see him be like this very not dramatic and very pulled in character. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm interested to see where it goes. One of the things I watched him in recently, it was a short, so it was only like two episodes three episodes or whatever and he was mm -hmm. a single dad in that and his daughter was um ill 
And mm-hmm. I just, I loved his character in that. And I, he's such a cringe dad. I feel so bad <laughs> for his daughter. Because his he's- daughter is older than her son. So she has a young son and he has an older daughter. And like, he's definitely that embarrassing uh single dad shows up and you're just like oh my gosh just go away but he's kind they of also a cringe boss too he is a cringe <laughs> boss <laughs> okay so there is you guys have not gotten to it yet but there is a scene in seven that i was my i was eating lunch and mr drama geek was like what are you watching i was laughing <laughs> so hard I, the, the two of them that couple out together and then just some of their interactions and everything like he he's got such an interesting relationship with our male lead the male lead doesn't mm-hmm. even understand their relationship at all <laughs> he doesn't that the level that this guy thinks about him like, it's almost a crush but Why not are you so like obsessed with me right <laughs> he's, well, so he's he, pretty much his roman empire <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true true because that's it. She's like he he keeps bringing him up when they're together. The 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 second lead couple or whatever you want to call them. And he's he, why like it just goes into this area where I would be like, do you like him? Like I really would have questioned whether he had romantic feelings because the way he was talking about him and defending him and like going back and forth. It was funny. So I I actually really enjoy. Uh, their their interact. It, it, it any second couple like that has the potential of being like, okay, yeah, it's just for either the comic relief or you, you know, having the balance between the melodramatic of the other couple. But I enjoy watching him. I just enjoy watching him be this character. It he's cringe, he's cheesy, he's like, oh my goodness, but I laugh every time he's on screen. So. Yeah. <laughs> Where he gets so obsessed with the name because she follows him, and then to learn it was an accident. <laughs> Because she was like, <laughs> like, who is this loser? And like, it accidentally hit follow during while she was swiping, which I know we have all done before. Mm-hmm. And yes, so, yeah. and then his obsessiveness over it to where he's going on blind dates because he thinks it's this girl. He's got one follower that he doesn't know. He's got to figure out why she I know. followed him. Why <laughs> there's the four and there's his relatives and his co- his coworkers that have to, and then there's the right. one person. <laughs> <laughs> but he's an interesting character. Like they put a lot of time setting up all of his quirks, and I'm enjoying mm-hmm. the payoff. But yeah, so he's a fun addition yeah. and. Yeah. As long as they don't really like go too deep into the romance of them, I'll enjoy it if it's just scattered. So, mm-hmm. are we going to continue watching and would we recommend? And I'm for sure going to continue watching. I really look forward to this every week. It's a very calm, relaxing, low stake drama where I don't feel like, oh my gosh, who's going to die? Or, oh my gosh. <laughs> Who's going to like get the cancer that the person from the time travel, you know, all of that is a little bit more watching one other drama besides this one. right now. (laughs) Well, we'll be doing our podcast for that one in a while, uh, a couple of weeks, but, um, but just, you're a lot more on edge, not knowing Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And this one, I don't have any of that. It's just like, Oh, I get to watch them just be wonderful people surrounded by other pretty good people with one sketchy guy and just enjoy watching it's it's just a low 
relaxing watch for me. And that doesn't often happen because usually my relaxing watches are serial killer shows or like the mysteries. That's usually my relaxation spot. It's usually not cozy romance, but this one's hitting all the right notes. So yes, I'm going to continue. I agree. I will continue. I, it ha I know myself well enough to know that there is definitely a possibility that like four episodes from now, I'll be like, what? No, I'm done. But <laughs> if it keeps going the way that it is with the writing and the communication between the couple going the way that it is, I will continue watching all the way to the end. I'm enjoying it. And I'm in it for the all the way to the end. I love them. I love their dynamic. And I want to know the mystery behind what actually happened in his OR. So I'm in it. Whole thing. Yep. All right. So go watch this show. You can find it on Netflix is where it's currently airing. And episode seven and eight air this weekend so it has mm -hmm. what four more weeks to till it's done mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. yeah a great time to start a binge so go enjoy it thanks for joining us we'd love to hear what you thought about this episode you can reach us on twitter facebook or on our patreon page the links are in our show notes we love blogging about asian dramas but behind the scenes we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you and talk to you so much faster than you